0: The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank.
1: Ah, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, Oh, Dirty the Dill. The Big Dill. That's right, baby. And uh, Psycho T have the latest, and the latest is Clint. The injury report is out. And, well, listen, it looks like they just had a walkthrough, so they are not kind of taking this as they would a normal week. Last week they had on pads on Tuesday and Wednesday. This week they have a walkthrough. I would assume they'll have pads tomorrow. But this was the the injury report for the walkthrough. Uh, no, Will Anderson did not practice. Neither did Noah Brown, Malik Collins, Jonathan Bernard, Jerry Hughes did not practice. Uh, Shaq Mason, Sheldon Rankins, Laramie Tunzel, and Robert Woods didn't practice. Andrew Beck and then center Michael Dieter with an elbow issue was limited. Andrew Beck and uh, and and Dieter had uh, had their injuries, but they were limited today. The others did not practice. Now it does say in here in the report that Shaq Mason and Laramie Tunzel is not injury-related. Both are for rest, but the others do have injury designations with them. Obviously, we know Noah Brown, Jonathan Bernard uh, did not play in the last game along with Robert Woods, um, but that is the latest there. Anything that you put into this that these guys didn't practice on just a walk-through, is that does, that does that say anything to you that on a walkthrough? that these guys didn't practice with their injuries?
2: Yeah. I mean, the fact that they're on this list uh, and guys that didn't play last week are, are the ones that, that mean something to me. I mean, all the guys, um, even Will Anderson, who we saw playing injured, he's going to find a way to be on the field. Malik Collins, uh, uh, Sheldon Rankins. Those are guys that were on this list last week and found a way to play Laramie Tunsil, Shaq Mason rest related. I, I, I feel like those guys are, are on and off this thing pretty consistently. Um, but the ones that didn't play last week that we've been concerned about for a week-plus at this point in time, the fact that they're on here and not at the very least at a walkthrough at this point in time is a, 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 a reason to to be concerned. Noah Brown, along with Robert Woods, give me one or the other, but both being on this list is painful to look at just like it was last week. And then Jonathan Grenard with that ankle. Um, I mean, I, I was seeing some highlights, showing some highlights uh, watching some highlights, I'm sorry, up on the TV a little earlier, and I don't even know what they were saying because we don't have the volume on, but it was Jonathan Grenard rushing the passer, and I believe it was early in the Cleveland Browns game. Um, he, he is a game changer. John Greenard. From a standpoint of what you what what play call, what you have in the plan on third down, you feel like he can get to the passer by his damn self. Um, Will Anderson, when he's not hobbled, you feel like he can get to the passer, at least push the passer at the very least with the way he rushes. Um with with one hobbled and the other one out, man, you can get there. You know, you, you can get there, but but you are definitely taking a huge step back in terms of what you can throw at an opponent off the edge. So it's this is about Jonathan Grenard for me defensively.
1: Yeah, again, and I said this last week and now you're playing even better competition than you did last week. You played a French playoff team with the Colts. Obviously they didn't make it because you beat them, but now you're playing A playoff team, and despite their their loss to the Bengals, obviously they said all their important players. This is one of the highest teams in the NFL, in the Cleveland Browns. They did a number on you uh, before, and when you hear that your best defensive player is potentially going to be out, that that is that is an issue, and it's even more of an issue against a better team at this point. I do find it interesting, boy, with some of these guys. Now some for rest, but damn man. They don't want. They don't want you to get through a walkthrough. That's that. That's that's where. That's why I wanted to go with you. And like, uh, how how big is that? Like, not even a walkthrough. You know, those seem easy. Tomorrow will will really tell the tale. If we don't see some of these guys practice, like specifically Jonathan Grenard and Noah Brown. Well, if they are if they are listed as out yeah. again. Now, now, my concern would really grow yeah. that we we look we're looking at them now. I mean, they could be listed as as potentially out.
2: Yeah, the, the, the guys. The, the, the interesting thing to me is like the guys with the ankles, for instance, Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenard, and Jerry. Hughes, whatever stage they're at in terms of recovery or treatment they're having, like standing on it for an hour and a half, even if it is just a walkthrough, it it, it it's not worth it, right? I mean, so it, it's just a matter of controlling the swelling, getting the getting the strength work done that they need done. That they can do all that while while the guys are on the field versus them standing on that on that ankle and getting whatever whatever pressure uh, is associated with that hour and a half standing on that ankle. I mean, I could see where those guys would be getting treatment in that window, yeah. and then when they're in the building with their teammates, when they're meeting, um, you know, they're, they're in every activity with their team in terms of of the different the the, the uh, offense defense meetings, the position meetings, the special teams meetings. Um, I could see where those guys would be would be getting treatment, um, or getting work work in terms of strengthening the ankle. So, um, there are a few of those in here that are that that leave you leave you wondering.
1: Yeah, uh, with the uh, the Browns, their uh, their injury report also out. A uh, couple of guys that to, to watch for. I think they are really concerned that their kicker, who actually got injured in the Texans game. Yep. Hopkins, he he is not going to be able to play. There's been reports wondering if he will be able to go, but he didn't perform or didn't practice today there. uh, Kareem Hunt did not practice today. He's had a groin situation for a minute. Uh, And um, a couple of other guys there in the secondary, Juan Thornhill didn't practice. He's been hurt, hadn't played in a couple of weeks. So, and then, and then there's a couple like Miles Garrett, the rest day, not injury related rest, personal day. So, They've got some some concerns there, but uh, I think the Texans probably have the bigger concerns when you look at Jonathan in there, in their receivers. So tomorrow will be a, a big day. Tomorrow is like, you know, Thursday, right? Tomorrow is like Thursday, so that'll be a, a big day to see if these guys can get back on the
0: practice. Five o'clock fire.
1: All right, somebody else who's not practicing and uh, and has already been ruled out, uh, and that is T.J. Watt, who has a chance to win Defensive Player of the Year. He's got 19 sacks, leads the league. Had an injury to his knee uh, in the third quarter of their game on Saturday against the Ravens. At first, they said it was a grade uh, three uh, sprain on the MC- MCL. Then it was a grade two, but now they're already ruling him out of this game, which is huge for them because I think a lot of people aren't giving them a big chance against the Bills on the road. Your thoughts about this game, now seeing the Steelers with Tomlin and company. Mason Rudolph, by the way, is going to remain the starter there as Kenny Pickett is healthy, but they're going with Mason Rudolph. You uh, you give the Steelers any chance in this game?
2: Zero chance. <laughs> Z- zero chance. Did you
1: give? Were you giving them a chance if TJ played? No.
3: no we do no, not no. care.
2: No, I, I think I just saw where it's up to 10, 10 plus points
1: is that what the line is
2: yeah, it's up it's up to 10 plus points I think it's 10 and a half oh, T, is it ten wow. and a half Buffalo uh at home yeah no I I don't I, I give them zero zero chance um to uh to beat to beat Buffalo 10 or 10 and a half
3: right now I got it sitting at 10
2: sitting right at 10 yes sir damn
1: that's crazy it's a big playoff, number right For a playoff game yeah I, dude I, I I tend to I, I tend to to get with you on that, but the Bills play weird sometimes, man. They oh, I mean, play, the NFL's I mean? weird. You it, it,
2: it could it could very well be
1: a close game. Yeah, Pittsburgh can win the damn thing. Yeah, it's just it's just but Buffalo in particular they had these weird games, man, where they they just play. It seems like they a lot of their games are tight uh, here down down the stretch. Now they ran the table to win five in a row, but. Like they played, like the hell they lost in New England, but they played New England tight again at the end of the season. The Eastern Stick uh, the Chargers team they played, they had to kick a field goal, trailing late in that game. They play weird. I, I think Buffalo wins. I just, I, I, I do think it will be close. I do think it will be close, and then that's when Josh Allen, the wild card, comes into, into play. I think Buffalo plays everybody close for the most part, and I think Pittsburgh seems to find a way to play people close, and they're going to slow it down in a major way. I, I think I saw at one point Mason Rudolph was something like 16 for 18 for like 103 yards. Yeah. like they were, But they ran the ball pretty well against him to slow it down. It's just, it's just that if it gets close, like Josh gets antsy and starts to do silly things. But – Wow, ten! That's, how that's how would you moment.
2: like to be a Pittsburgh fan and have your first-round draft pick quarterback that's been there? What is it two years? This is the second year? Second year. And uh, and and the, or, now, the organization right? has told you now we're gonna go back to Mason Rudolph, a, a career backup.
1: Who we who we who brought in Mitch Trubisky. We've to tried replace to replace
2: Hill. him in every way, and, and, and Kenny Pickett's gonna be. He lost. Gonna be job. a depth guy.
1: Mason wow. lost his job to Duck Hodges.
2: Oh wow. It's, yeah. o-
1: it's it's over, right?
2: What, Kenny? Pick Kenny Pickett? I would think so. I mean, if I were Kenny, I couldn't get out of town quick enough. <laughs> I mean, they're telling you. I mean, look, whether it's whether it's warranted or not. I mean, they're telling you, look, they they have moved. They are moving on from you, and they're they moving on it. to a guy that's been buried on their depth chart multiple times over the last handful. And it's of year. working. Yeah, and and yeah, that, as if you need proof that you that you are struggling and you may not have been ready yet. This guy goes out there and and, and puts some. It's a good product on the field. Yeah,
1: they've won seven in a row to get in there, uh, so we'll see. There no TJ Watt, that makes it much more difficult for uh, for the Steelers. Buffalo by
2: twenty.
3: God man,
1: ten. We'll see. We'll see. I think it's going to be
3: close. I depends I have, on if Josh like, Allen turns it over twice or four times. They
1: just don't like, like. If you go go look go look at their their games here, especially of late. Like they, I mean, they beat the hell out of Washington earlier this year. They got Miami really good earlier this year, but man, they play everybody. They play a lot of teams tight. <sighs> so we'll see. I don't. But that's, that's that's a big number. I feel like it's gonna get bigger.
0: What she said. o'clock out? fire.
1: I know it's gonna get bigger. By the way, there you go. You <laughs> nasty ass. All right. Uh, the uh, the Michigan Wolverines, Clint, they win uh, They win the national championship last night right here in Houston. It was live. Um, I saw a lot of people who were out there. I saw Lopez was out there. I saw Figgy was out there. Uh, it looked like a, a, a good time last night. Jim Harbaugh, uh, his weird ass, um, uh, spoke to the media uh, afterwards, and uh, this is him talking about uh, uh, what this thing means to him and what he potentially may do.
0: You beat everybody in the Big Ten. Yeah. You go out and beat the SEC champion. You beat the Pac-12 champion. 15 and 0 making Michigan history. You're a history buff. This one will go down in the books forever. How finally will you look back at this team? I'm going to am going to get a tattoo that says 15 and 0. No, you're not. I'm doing it. I, I made that vow. I made that promise and I'm going to do- To quote JJ McCarthy, bet.
2: To quote JJ McCarthy, bet.
3: why oh, he kept doing that? Oh, did he he kept doing it? He did he, it multiple times? I heard him do it multiple times. I don't think he realizes like that's a a word slash phrase a lot of people say. Not just McCarthy. Listen, man, congratulations to them. He is tatted
1: up, baby. He's such an odd guy, man. And, and 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 I and I don't and I think he is now doing it on purpose. I I could tell he wants to avoid having to answer any of these questions. And when when they come to him, what he just he turns he, that weird on. Well, he turns the weird on and just turns it off. Like, turns it to an or or just will answer it real quickly and walk off so you can't answer, ask him <laughs> any more questions. He walked away from, from, uh, who was it, Reese Davis, and, and they're like, Jim, you got to come back and accept the trophy. It's <laughs> he, like so he just, peculiar, walked, he's, but he's doing, he's, he does not want to answer any, he wants to talk about any of the, he walks off, hey, hey, my dad's got something. That's all he said was the bet thing at, uh, from JJ and, uh, my dad's got something to say. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. That's all that he kept doing. And he's just he is so he is so against. And then and then he won't, and then he'll come back and say things like, Well, um, you know, it wasn't tough. We were completely innocent. We're innocent. Yeah. We're innocent. <laughs> yeah. We're completely innocent. Uh we didn't do anything we didn't do anything. So we Jim is so he, but I can't take my eyes off of him, though. I, it it, I is, entertaining. it, it he, is
2: entertaining. He is
1: so strange. I was waiting for him. He just, I'm like, Jim, Just wa- you just walked off the stage, man. <laughs> Did you see
3: a pregame uh, out on the field with the gloves? The receiver's gloves? Yes. he's.
1: They had to tell him to lift the trophy. <laughs> they handed him the trophy. just held it. It was going to hand it to somebody else. They're like, Coach, lift it. I like, love how he weird he is. It's just, <laughs> like, just like, dude, it's odd. Uh, but. Uh, Clint, they were dominant in this game uh, and dominant this year. And Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh, man, they were they were clearly the best team out there. And um, this reminded me, Clint, of Ohio State Miami, 2002, where it was hard for me to envision coming in that game that Ohio State's defense would be able to shut down. You remember those Miami offenses with. With recently fired Ken Dorsey, he says Ken Dorsey and and (laughs) And, and Jeremy Johnson. Was Jeremy Shocky there? No, I think it was uh, the uh, the 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 prisoner Uh,
2: Newsom or uh,
1: um, what's him call it
2: Winston. Winston,
1: yeah, uh, Kellen Winston Jr. Soldier, I believe he was the tight end there. But they was they were cold blooded, and that and obviously Willis McGay, He was there. Frank Gore was a backup. Like I was, it was hard to see uh, that group stop that uh, that that offense but defense won in that game just like yeah. last night that defense just tore down the Washington Huskers. Yeah
2: look it, it was an impressive run by by Michigan which they, it was impressive all year long but the doubt was that their their schedule was weak and then when the schedule got stronger they continued the dominance and so hats off to to Michigan um and and look Washington had their opportunities Michigan gave them plenty of time hell about two quarters to close the gap and maybe even take the lead tie the ball game up if not take the lead and they they missed. There were penalties. They dropped the ball. Um, and then Michigan finally put that dagger in them when they went down and yeah. went up two scores and it was over.
1: Yeah, that big throw to the tight end kind of opened it up. Boy, yep. 73 had himself a rough one. Mm. Um, all right, coming up, uh, Nico Collins, man, he is uh he has made himself some money uh for the for whoever he plays for next. Hopefully it is the Texans staying here, but he's gonna make him make himself some money, but what is he? Is he a legit number one receiver? Do the Texans need to try to go get a number one, or do they already have one in-house? We'll discuss that coming up next.
0: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. The drive with Sterner and Hughley. CJ will throw on the first play for the Texans. Steps up, fires deep down the field, and caught by Nico Collins yes. at the 20, 15, 10 5. Rock and roll! Touchdown, Houston. 75 yards on the opening play. Hello, Indy! Unreal! There
1: it Whoa. is Nico Collins that kicked this thing off, and he didn't stop there. Uh, he was a man. A man uh, in that game. Nico
0: has got him on fire, baby.
1: That was something special when you are the clear target, the clear person that the defense has to first and foremost stop. That's who they had to be game planning for with all the injuries that the Texans had and the year he had coming in and what he did to them the first game of the year that they played him. And then him to come out and go nine catches on nine targets, or as Flint would say, eight and a half targets, uh, nine catches, <laughs> 195 yards in a and touch and a touchdown in that game, uh, and, and really he had a man's season, man. He had a set. I'll be honest, I I think we, I, I'm certain we had conversations earlier this year. Was like, you think any any who do you think's got a chance to get to a thousand yards? And we didn't think any receiver did. We thought maybe Dalton Schultz might have an outside chance to get to 1,000 yards, and he almost got to 1,300, three yards shy of 1,300, and he played 14 games.
3: Kid is a freaking baller.
1: You know, 80 catches, uh, just a shade under 1,300 yards and eight touchdown passes uh, in those 14 games. He was special in that here is his general manager, the one who drafted him, moved up in the third round to get him. He was on uh, Texans radio. This is Nick Casario talking about Nico Collins.
3: Nico's worked really hard. He's put a lot of time and kind of going what we just talked about. I think there was belief. I mean, Nico has always been a talented player. He had a great offseason preparation and there's some things that we modify. We've talked about in the show a little bit kind of how we play in terms of emphasizing some of the run after catch principles, how we coach it, how we teach it. Bobby brought that with him um, from San Francisco and then you saw it manifest itself into Nico's play. I mean, Nico's 6'4", 225, 30 pounds. He's a big, strong physical player and you saw that more and more this season um, and he executed and the big thing with Nico is just each week you could count on him. He was dependable and he has really strong hands. He makes a lot of catches, contested catches. And then he was better with the ball this year than he'd been in the past. So it's a credit to Nico. It's a credit to the work that he put in with the quarterbacks. Credit to Coach McDaniels, who spent a lot of time with them really off the, over the course of all three seasons. So, you know, fortunate to have Nico here and excited to see him have success.
1: All right. That is a uh, general manager. Uh... Nick Casario talking about Nico Collins, who is arguably one of his best moves he's made, at least what we've seen this year. And I said, do the do the Texans have a number one? Does he need to? Nick Casario, can he put receiver trying to go out and find a number one receiver on the back burner because he already has one? Someone texted in, Nico is way too inconsistent. The Texans need multiple good receivers still. Um Nico is under contract. I want to make him prove it another year to see if it wasn't a fluke before I'd pay him. Your thoughts on where Nico Collins is? You think Uh, the Texans got a number one?
2: Yes, I do. Uh, But but I I will I will clarify. Like like Nico is not a standalone one. There's about six or seven, maybe eight of those in the league right now. Um, But I do believe that that they have a a number one wide receiver if right if they are going to. Structure their offense the way that San Francisco has, um, where you got a hellacious running back, you run, you can run the hell out of the football. You got a tight end that's a hybrid tight end. You got a running back receiver in Debo Samuel that's a that's a hybrid type player that can do small things. And your 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 end game in terms of how you play offense is to get mismatches, to get guys the ball in open space, and the, the run after catch that that uh, that. That uh, Nick Casario talked about right there. Um, yes, I, I think he can be Brandon Ayuk. I, I, I really do. I, I think he can be that guy in a San Francisco-like offense, in a um, in a Miami offense. You know the way that they that they run offense. Um, I, I do not think he's a guy that can just go in any system and be a standalone one and go out there and be a man beater and 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 just stockpile numbers in any system but i do believe the texans um assuming that they're going to 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 continue to move in the direction of what the san francisco 49ers offense looks like i, I do believe that for me ron it goes from a an absolute need have to go get a, a a one wide receiver to a if you want to like if you want to go get a 1a 1b whatever how, wherever you see nico cool go get it but it's not a it's not a Necessarily a priority
1: uh, as
0: yeah.
2: we sit right now. Gotta gotta go get him.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think he is. I, I think he is. If you, if you kind of look at tiers, right? Like, I there are a lot of teams that have number one receivers that I think he could get to because I, I think Nico can replicate this season again with. CJ Stroud with this, I think Nico can replicate this. I don't think this is a fluke, um, and and I can understand it's fair for you to say that this is one year and we've seen him the previous two years, which led you to believe you felt like you knew what he was, and and then he came out yeah. and had this breakout year. But I, I I don't think it's a fluke. The run after the catch thing is is a is is a very real thing. I mean he's just done it every week consistently. Yeah, run after the catch. That's a real thing and it looks like he's learning how to use his body with these slants and things like that. Yeah, this this offense seems to suit him and obviously with the quarterback. So I think with CJ Stroud, especially with CJ Stroud, I definitely think this is a guy that can put up 80 and 1100. 80 and over 1000 oh, yards. I, agree. I think it, you know, I think that is something that he can do repeatedly. Uh and and so maybe he's not Tyreek Hill or DeVonte Adams or AJ Brown or Justin Jefferson or J- Jamar Chase but as you said I think he's Brandon Ayuk um I, I like if we look at number one receivers you know on on these teams in the playoffs I think he I think he most definitely can be what Amari Cooper is mm. I think he can I think he can be what Amari Cooper is like I don't put Amari Cooper in the tier of those top guys I think he can be on that range, on that level. The DK Metcalfs, I think he can reach that level. We start to yeah, I I think he could do that. So, um we'll see it. I don't I don't think he is like those other guys we named that they can make John Browning look good or Joe Browning whatever his <laughs> name is look good or they can come in and Skylar Thompson is going to start a playoff game and he still looks like he has a chance to right, right, right. is going to like I don't think it's that, but I do think he is He is. He is in that range. Yeah. No. Look in a good system. I think he can get better, Clint. I think there's. I think there's. When I say he get better, I think he can get used more, and there could be more production. I think.
2: Yeah. Look. I think he can. I think he. That. That's the deal with Nico for me. Is if, if you, which I don't know. I don't know exactly what route they're gonna take. If Tank's healthy, is he the guy that's inside? Catching a screen and going up the sideline, or is he the guy outside blocking for somebody like Tank Dale kind of deal? So I don't know exactly how they're going to use him, but I agree. To me, that's the the surprising. That's where I was dead ass wrong about Nico. He's a much better route runner than I gave him credit for. Um, he's much better at, at at running after the catch. Uh, he does have strong hands. Um, I, I just I, I at 6'4", 220 – and everything the organization was telling us was man he's just a problem in the red zone his size is a problem he's you know 50-50 ball and I was like I just don't there's nothing in his game that makes me think this is a this guy's a great 50-50 ball catcher um he in fact he's literally gone for 1300 yards and eight touchdowns doing the exact opposite <laughs> doing the attacking the I, NFL the exact opposite and so to your point is like What else can they do with him? Is it will they ever use him in a capacity of being the guy that catches the screens out of the backfield and being almost like a Debo Samuel type? Or when guys get healthy, does he go right back to just that outside receiver? But
1: but how many times have we seen? How many times this year did we see what he did to open the game? How many times did they use him to go take the top off the defense? Like I don't, I don't remember seeing a whole lot of that. Yeah, Nico, like down the field running, like big play like that and i don't i don't I've, like i feel like there's as we would say in this business there's still meat on the bone mm-hmm. yep. there with him i'm not necessarily saying he is he is going to get a lot better somebody texted i thought it was a good comp he looks like michael thomas with speed yeah from the saints yeah big body guy yep. i like yep. that but he he is more explosive than michael thomas is i like the thought well you, you
2: look at look at godwin and um uh, in in uh tampa i don't know how good of a comp it is, but in terms of how he fits with mike evans um probably doesn't get the respect that he deserves that his stats will tell you that he deserves yeah you know is that the role that nico could play if if, if you did choose to go get a one kind of deal i i think that would be fair um but i, I don't know well i mean he's having a hell of a year and and um we're doing things that i i didn't expect we'd see him doing
1: all right uh Saturday's game against the Colts, Will Anderson Jr. looked a lot different than he did against the Titans. My question to you, and we'll discuss on the other side, is do you expect that he is a big-time impact player? Based on what you saw Saturday, that he is a big impact player against the Browns coming up on Saturday. We'll discuss that next.
0: Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley.
1: Text line. CJ doesn't need a one. He just needs wide receivers that can catch and get open.
3: He ain't laying down for nobody. Okay.
1: All right. I don't know. I feel like he
2: probably could I use I mean, some- catch and get open is where it all – like that, <laughs> that's the requirements to, to even be on a team. Um, but let's not get too carried away here. I mean, geez. <laughs> What are, we, what are we doing, man? I, I tell you what. I, all joking aside, Ron, As we, we're gonna find out this week. These, these Cleveland Browns, yeah, they are not afraid to play a man defense, and they got some dudes over there that are pretty damn good at it. So, so we'll we'll find out this week. I mean, they're
1: talking about it right now. We are not going to let twelve
2: just go oh, off on us without a doubt. And and, and here's the deal: that they're gonna play man. They're gonna be sticky in that man. They're gonna be okay with a couple of penalties, and we're gonna see how Nico handles it. Um, you know th- these are these are the kind of moments last week was a, a a really good good game uh it, it was win and get in uh on on a, a, a primetime stage no doubt about it it was a monster game um this week it's a different story you're in the playoffs um you you're against the best defense in the NFL that again everybody knows likes to play man will play man will get physical. You go out and have a, a monster game against these guys and prove that you can beat man defense consistently, mm. good man defense consistently, allow your quarterback and your play caller to nullify uh, the, the 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 best pass rusher in the game and a great defensive front, then the conversation around Nico changes even more. Yeah. Be a big challenge this week.
1: Yeah, no, we'll see, especially as you talk, especially we'll see what happens with the other receivers because
2: thats um,
1: that'll be big and, and if he can get at least one of those guys back that helps that helps things with them. All right. Uh coming up behind us, a little Texans all access. Make sure you stay tuned. And it is uh Wade Smith. He'll join Indy Kalu and Drew uh Doherty as they'll be talking Texans playoffs. So uh oh Wade in the build. I ain't not seen Wade around the neighborhood in a minute. I, I worked with Wade one night you when you, you were did. out, hadn't man. Seen him. Hadn't oh, you hadn't seen him, hadn't around, the seen him neighborhood. around the neighborhood. No, I hadn't seen him. Well he's, he's been on the road a lot lately, man. Yeah, got yeah. some girls playing volleyball all over it. the place, man. Yeah, he's got an SEC, Mississippi State, I believe.
2: Got, he's got one at Mississippi State already. He's got one that's got a year of high school left, but but is headed to Rice. Rice yeah, he's got two other younger ones that are yeah, coming yeah. up. Now I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming they're they're playing something, but uh, I don't know. I don't know where they rank on the on the volleyball oh, charts. Yeah, yet. I don't know where they are. The yet. first two set the set the bar pretty damn high, I believe.
1: Yeah, you get to hear him. I'm sure he was emotional as hell about seeing uh, his uh, his Texans. Uh, get back into the playoffs so you can hear his thoughts coming up with Indy and Drew right after we get done we'll turn it over to them all right listen last week I remember we were doing the show Friday from FanFest and it was like yo boy what what Will Anderson put forth against the Titans you were in there thinking talking man maybe maybe this is a deal where we we kind of Pull back as many snaps as he gets, so he can get back out there and give yeah, that level absolutely. of dominance each time he goes out. He didn't look that way uh, against the Colts, and I'm not, and I don't, I don't even think it's that the Colts, like kicked his ass. Now they were better than than 79 for the Titans, but it's not even that. It just it it clearly looked like he was more compromised with that ankle than he was the previous week. Uh, I mean. Hell, even coming off the field, it was a clear, he was a clear limp, clear something in his gait where he wasn't moving the way he normally does. And you could see it in his eye. He's trying to come off. He's working hard, but he just doesn't have the same good. I mean, I don't know, Clint, he looks 75% to me at, at least coming off the field. In limited play, didn't re- record a stat, but his toughness was amazing. But when I saw that, Clint, it's it making me think, well, what should we be expecting from Will Anderson? On Saturday, he has been one of your impact players. He is in the running for defensive player of the year, seven sacks, and has really come on in the second half of the year. Do you expect, do you have expectations that we see a Will Anderson that is a big time impact player in this game?
2: Man, I I don't know what to expect because, like you said, I mean, 2 weeks ago, you know, he played minimal snaps but had a huge impact. This week he played more snaps, but you could tell, I mean he was he was visibly you could see him limping on and off the field and so it appears that he was in in more pain 2 weeks after the injury than he was in in, in the first week. That leads you to believe that something else happened during that game. He rolled it again. I, I don't know exactly what what happened but i don't know what to think that in terms of his injury um what i do know is is that if he is at all uh you know in in the least bit able to go we're, we're going to get whatever will anderson can can uh can put out there
1: yeah i, I can't explore the way he was moving like I, like you said he's going to be tough out there but it's going to be hard for me to say hey will anderson you got to come in and make you know, impact plays. Hell, we'll see what Jonathan Grenard looks like. But I, that is hard for me, based off. He looks like he was really gutting it out. Yeah, he looks like he is, and and he's just gonna be. Uh, I think more solid. I think other areas, Malik Collins, maybe to look out to be more more uh, of somebody that gets there and makes big plays. Christian Harris, who's been coming on, doing that. Other guys, it, it seems to be. It seems like he's just not physically there. To come out and just go and make plays, but you're right. Who knows? Maybe, maybe something happens and he feels good, and and he looks better. Yeah. But just based off that, it's just like ooh. What well, they look like that. They they need to get him off his feet.
2: Whatever work he gets this week.
1: And By he, the way, he did not practice yeah. today.
2: Yeah. Whatever whatever work he gets this week, if 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 he he can keep from rolling it again, if he can actually strengthen it. Um, early in the game if he can go out there and play a handful of snaps and not roll it again and and, and get comfortable with it, um, then I think good things can happen. but with those ankles like that man it's it's it, my experience with it is, is is that once you roll it once, all the support around that ankle is you stretched it out and it's weak. once the swelling goes down you're good doesn't look as bad, but you've got to strengthen all the, the support elements around that ankle and until you're really to be honest with you, it's more of a luck deal especially if it's in the season. If it's off season, you can can post up for a month and just strengthen it and get it right. But if it's in season and you're active at all, like your ankle's literally loose and you just got to be lucky and not roll that sucker again long enough for it to strengthen itself back up or give you time to strengthen it back up in the training room before you can be full go. And at this point in time, how long will it hold up? How long yeah. can he go before, boom, he rolls it again? It's the same and thing on the other side with Bernard. It. We'll that's see, it. too. And Let's then see. the pain is unbearable, and, and it's yeah. one of those where, boy, you just hobble around as much as you possibly can. And you just so, can't do what you – I mean, hell, you got Jerry Hughes now as well. Yeah. I mean, All Jerry's got a foot, and, and the other two got ankles, man. it's so, um, It, it's, it could become a major problem. I, it, it will be interesting to see what – like you said earlier, they just need bodies at this point. At, at, yeah, have I, to well, save. I just don't know. You're already asking Derek Barnett to play a ton of snaps. Majay Sanders is undersized at the defensive end position, and so you're going to ask one of those injured guys or multiple of those injured guys just to, at the very least, be depth, and and it, that could be a problem. I wonder what they do with some of their – because you got to think Cleveland coming in is going to know that, and and I don't know how it alters their game plan, but I would think after last week, they're, they're going to have some, some level of commitment to the run – Um and so you've got to figure out defensively what you're gonna do at that defensive end position. We'll see, we'll see roster wise what that looks like as we get closer to the game. I wonder if they'll use any of those bigger guys, Malik Collins or any of those big guys outside.
1: And hell, they may be forced to. Yeah. I thought that hell the Dolphins went in and signed Justin Houston. I mm-hmm. wonder if they're thinking about making a move out there. Frank Clark is out there. I wonder if they are thinking about making a move uh to add and with their in their D line room.
2: All they, right. They did, Matt Burke did say that this D line is plug and play. All you gotta do is show up and be show up pretty and simple, look pretty look player it, friendly.
1: There it is. Just be healthy. Can we get some healthy ankles and feet coming up? As we said, Wade Smith, Indy Kalu coming up behind us with a uh, Drew Doherty. Stay tuned for that. Clint, uh, as I'm seeing on the screen here, Michigan won the national championship again. Um Jim Harbaugh.
2: Is he gone? I think he's gone.
1: You think he's? You think this is uh, it here? You don't think he's he's going to stay another? Yeah,
2: I mean, after what Jim Harbaugh's been through, the way the NCAA and the Big Ten has has, I'm sure from his perspective, treated him uh, unfairly, treated him, and given the way that the college game uh, is is moving towards really an unregulated free agency year in year out, and, and I just don't know, especially those top those top coaches, where you know. You've got guys on the bench that are four stars and five stars, and if they're not happy, they're going to bounce. Um, it sure seems like if if Jim Harbaugh was ever going to get into the NFL, now would be the time that he'd do it. Get back into the NFL, now would be the time.
1: Yep, and I think there are some organizations that are going to give him the control that he wants. Uh, there are some organizations that he'll there's – a, there's a team in, our, in, in, in this division uh, with the Titans, there's a team uh, in LA that 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 I think potentially would give him a lot of control. So there are a lot of options there. I just, I just like what is there? What else is there left for him to do? He is owned Ohio State. He's owned Michigan State here of late. They've now won the national title. They've been to the playoff three years in a row. Like it's it seems like this this moment is is that how they lost last night? I think maybe. Then there, there was a better chance. I think it is done now. I, I, I don't. And well, and, I, and, you, and Michigan I, has a big, big check that they, yeah. they are willing to write. But well, you,
2: you wonder too how much of how much of in Harbaugh's mind is okay. I've, I've got, I've resurrected the program for lack of better terms. We're at the top, and now if, if I walk away, a lot of the negative noise around the the program walks Believe. with me think so even though i don't i I don't know you know the stallions deal and like how much of it did did harbaugh himself literally execute and have in place I, i don't know um but but i do think that a lot of the negativity that's why he is the way he is in terms of not letting reporters ask questions when the when he's on the stage is is he knows the first question is going to be about the controversial season and him being him being missing six games and you know what the future looks like and um so yeah, man. I, nah, I gotta yeah, believe. Man. I gotta believe that there's there's a factor there that if he walks away, he feels like the noise around the program walks too.
1: Yeah, he didn't miss suspended six games. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> man, yeah, it's done. It's Hell, done.
2: I, I saw a report the other day. Is there still a, the possibility of another suspension Probably.
1: out there? Probably. I'm sure of it. I mean, the way he was going at him, I, I feel like, like there. Honestly, I, I do, I do think there are people in the NCAA who have it out for Jim. And I, I'm not not saying
2: they're doing anything illegally, but
1: yeah. they. They certainly they certainly aren't looking past anything
2: well Jim I mean I, I think I don't think it's a secret Jim Jim is is very difficult to work for and work with yep I think that was made obvious when he was with the 49ers I'm sure that hasn't changed no yeah. I'm sure it's Big still that is, way at Michigan I'm sure I'm sure the ad doesn't like him the Big Ten doesn't like dealing with him The NCAA doesn't like dealing with him I, I mean I, I don't unless that tiger changed his stripes I don't I don't know why folks would want to deal with it
1: Clint great job today Tyler, great job as always. Wade Smith, Indy Kalu, Drew Doherty coming up behind us. Stay tuned for that as they talk about the Texans and their playoff matchup against the Browns. I'm Ron Hughley as always, Houston. We love you, baby.
0: On 610 with Pendergast to rock the show. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.